What is up plebs? I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet. I sat down with Wizard Oz, who has an incredible Bitcoin origin story. We also assemble our Bitcoin dream team, fantasy football style. We talk about how Bitcoin changes us and the higher purpose as to why we Bitcoin. Can't wait to share this conversation with you plebs. Lastly, looking for a new guest on the Bitcoin Plebs podcast. The purpose of the pod is to meet new Bitcoin friends, hear their views on the orange coin, and hopefully allow the plebs voice to be heard. The podcast is voice only and welcomes anyone and everyone who wants to chat Bitcoin. Shoot me a DM if you're interested. What's up, Wizard Oz? Welcome to the pod. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Sweet. So first I got to ask, how bullish are you? This week has been insane. I'm very bullish. I just keep getting more bullish as the day goes on with all this news coming up. Excited to see who's going to come on board next, which corporation. Yeah, same here. It's a crazy time to be a Bitcoiner. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So... Let, let's do something new to start off this conversation. Um, you you want to assemble like a fantasy football team, but for Bitcoin evangelism, you can choose one billionaire. That could be Michael Saylor, Elon Musk, Jack Dorsey, someone like that. One mainstream Bitcoin evangelist like Anthony Pompliano, Raul Paul, Preston Pish, or even um, Alex Gladstein. And then one Bitcoin-focused influencer like Marty Bent, Stefan Levera, Matt O'Dell, Daniel Prince, Peter McCormick, someone like that. Uh, what's your Bitcoin dream team? I would have to go Michael Saylor, Anthony Pagliano, <laughs> and my man Robert Breedlove so he could give great poetry for his Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Why, why do you choose uh, Michael Saylor over... Um, Elon Musk. Michael Saylor's OG. He knows the ins and outs. He was in it the earliest. And it looks like he's the one who actually convinced him to get on board. I saw their tweets back and forth a couple of times. He's old. Yeah. Yeah, he's an OG. Yeah. Um well, why is your Twitter account named Wizard Oz? Does this have any meaning behind it? <laughs> there's no actual meaning behind it my uh just initials is oz so i just went wizard us <laughs> it sounded nice. like a good name to go with well i i love the twitter account name um so i heard your bitcoin class of 2020 is this true yeah i went in pretty hard this year Actually, January, late January 2020, I got it. Wow, so that's crazy. Can we hear your story falling down the rabbit hole? It must be crazy if you got it orange-pilled this hard, this fast. Yeah, so uh, it all started with my buddy. He uh, came over my house, and we were just catching up after a long time. And uh, he told me he started uh, mining Bitcoin and was telling me, yeah, I'm making $2,000 a month. I have to pay $300 a month to pay it off and this and that. It was like a hosting Bitcoin. 
So I thought that was pretty cool. So he's making good money. Why not me, right? So uh, I invested in the company. I got a mining rig set up. And uh, after that, I just started researching into Bitcoin. I would literally Google and write Bitcoin and then search what the newest topics are. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I got started. And uh, the slowly, slowly, I started seeing guys like Pompliano on YouTube, uh, Shama, others. And then the March crash happened. I was going all in on Bitcoin, the March crash happened. I was scared shitless. And then uh, it was me and my brother who got in together. And we just started buying the damn thing. Just kept buying and buying. Uh, I even remember it was a it was a $50,000 rig and we had to put up a down payment of like 20K. And me and my brother, we put all our money into this mining rig. Even my dad thought we were idiots. <laughs> So we went in all on this thing and the rest was history. We just kept researching and researching. And like a lot of others say, once, once you learn a little bit about Bitcoin, it's all your thoughts are about. All you do is think about it. All you do is research about it. And I just kept going deeper and deeper. Even if I'm at work, I'm researching Bitcoin. So it just changed my life. And then I just saw people like Robert Breedlove and, Stefan Lavera, everyone podcast, American Hoddle, and I just went through it. Yeah. And all in. I would put in all my money into it. So that's why I stacked to the future that I'm a Paul, OG of twenty twenty because I went all in real fast. Oh yeah. That that's crazy. Um what why do you think like Bitcoin ideas are so like infectious to our minds? Because I have the same the same problem like i can't stop thinking about bitcoin like researching it or like talking about it why, why do you think like this is so many people's experience once you catch the bug you know that's all there is it literally gets you out of the matrix that's what i really think it makes everyone think differently everything about life about finance about economics about how you live how you spend your money it just takes over your brain and like I, I noticed Robert Breedlove even puts it towards his religion. I even catch myself putting it towards my religion and thinking about it in different ways. And I think that's the reason it gets you out of the matrix. Yeah, that's crazy. Can you go more into how your perspective on life or, you know, things in your life, how that changed once you found Bitcoin? I could even talk about my job right now. Like, I start, I'm a pretty young guy. I finished college. Uh, and all my life, I wanted to get that good job, you know, get a good paying job. Uh, I actually uh, got into medical school and dropped out my second year, just trying to find myself, you know. Then uh, I went back to college, got a finance degree, started working. And that feeling just never goes away. And then here comes Bitcoin, something that just makes you change everything about you. And I just realized how, like, I realized how much humans have become slaves in the system. You know, we go to college, we get $60,000 worth of loans, and then we get this shitty job. Some of us don't even get a job. And then we just get stuck in this cycle trying to pay back these loans. And once you pay your loans off, then it's time to get married. There's another, you got to pay all that money for marriage, kids. It's just a huge cycle that I just don't want to play in. And I notice other Bitcoiners don't want to play in that cycle. Bitcoin literally is freedom, you know? 
It gave me freedom. I want to quit my job right now because it's given me so much freedom. You know, <laughs> why am I working nine to five? I, I don't need to no more. You know? It's freedom. Yeah. It's really incredible. You know, that like for a lot of people, you know, these goals, like financial goals, some people have like, Oh, I want to have a family or I want to have a household. Like those things keep getting farther and farther out of reach for most people. But, you know, once you find Bitcoin, it's like those things become closer and closer every day, right? Yeah, exactly. Like even my dad, we, we're, we, even before the pandemic, we never thought we would want to move or boom, here's the pandemic. You, you want to move to a different place where you see the tax dollars, they're using it for good. The society's running good. There's no looting. There's no this, no that. And you just, you just, things that you didn't imagine before there, you, you can get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing's out of your grasp as a Bitcoin, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's an amazing thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm a fairly new Bitcoiner too. I got in like 2019. Um, and I found Bitcoin to be a pretty tough like multi-discipline, like there's so many aspects to it. Like there's the finance and investing, there's the technology and privacy and code. There's like moral, you know, questions. Um, and, you know, you got in before it was cool. Do you, do you think there were any factors in your life that predisposed you to understanding Bitcoin and going it all in so fast? You might think it's funny. I think my whole life journey was supposed to get me into Bitcoin. Really? Yeah, that's what it feels like. I finally found what I'm supposed to care about and what I'm supposed to like focus on, you know, like it just makes you want to be a better man. You want to be a better, once I have kids, a better father, a better husband, a better, just just better character, you know, help the world. Like there was the one podcast, uh, Breed Love and American Hotter were talking about like all this money you can make and you, we can peace out. It makes you not want to peace out. It makes you want to actually help people and make the world a better place. Yeah, that that's incredible. And I've had a similar experience. Like when I look back on my life before Bitcoin, it seems like, you know, all my experiences like kind of like, helped me understand Bitcoin when the time was right for me. It, do you mind like going into like how your whole life built up to Bitcoin? Like that's an incredible thing. I can even, all my life I just felt like uh, I was living like in other people's, like how they want me to live. So I'm a, I'm a South Asian guy and uh, all their parents always push you either become a doctor, a lawyer, engineer, you pick these three. If you don't get these three, you're a failure. So all my life, I'm just trying to fit in, I go to college, hate the, hate the subject, try to change my major family goes against me. Okay. Then end up just doing it. Uh, I'm a smart guy. So I got into medical school. Feeling never went away two years. Got out of that, then said, hmm, what should I do now? Just feeling emptiness, you know, like there's something missing, just never happy. Just trying to win in the rat way. So start in 
my first internship, I remember, uh, I started getting into stocks and things like that. And uh, my boss actually told me, he said, uh, he said, when you invest, you should invest in something that it takes years. Like you have to be an early investor in it. And five to 10 years, that's when it starts booming. Like, for example, Amazon, getting in early to Amazon. So I started buying things like Tesla, Square, uh, gaming, things like that. And I was making solid money and everything. And uh, then this Bitcoin things come up. Like I was just looking for an investment that no one really knows about under, under the radar. And I could go put my money in. And here comes Bitcoin after my friend told me about his mining that sounded like the biggest scam in history. Right. Yeah. I was doing all this research on it. There's so much people who got scanned with these mining rigs. They'll host your machine and all this stuff. So I, I even went crazy. I even found all the fo- the founders of the company where they live. <laughs> so if I get screwed, I know where they are. Yeah. That, Literally. That... Yeah, go on. No, I was just going to say that's funny. Yeah, I <laughs> I know where they live. And <laughs> the thing is, they're actually in my city. So when they post pictures on like Instagram, so I know exactly where they are. <laughs> yeah. That's, I've never gotten into the mining, mining aspect of Bitcoin. Is there anything, you know, you've learned from mining? that would be of interest to me because honestly like I don't really know anything about Bitcoin mining I've never tried it you know mining mining is good since it just gives you it's great in the bear market so when we were kind of when the March drop happened it was kind of a bear market we were mining so much money like we were making more money in the bear market when it collapsed to what it went from maybe 10, eight to 10K all the way to 4K. We started mining so much, so it actually ended up being more beneficial to us than buying. And yeah. uh, the, thing, the thing with mining is you start understanding it more, I guess. You start looking into the blocks and see how things are working, what's the difficulty adjustment. and You start understanding it more, you know. W- when the difficulty starts going up, that means the price should go up. So you you learn different aspects of Bitcoin, I guess. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm not a very tech savvy person, so. (laughs) Yeah, that that's interesting. Um, there's this concept that's fascinating to me. It's like, what is Bitcoin, right? So many people say, oh, it's a store of value, um, so that you know, it's hard money. You can store your value across time. Some people say it's sovereign money that nobody can take from you. You just memorize 24 words and travel the globe and nobody can stop you from traveling with your wealth. That's powerful. It could be a transformation in the energy sector, you know, with the mining innovations, you know, or a global network of people using the Bitcoin protocol as a means of organizing their productivity instead of the fiat system. Um, some people even say Bitcoin's a living organism. Um, like, which narrative do you think is the most important to you? And which narrative do you think, like, wins out in the end? Mm, that's a tough question. 
I would say it's, see, all of them are kind of correct too. It is a store of value. It is a living organism. I would so say you, the thing of Bitcoin, it, it's freedom, you know, like today we see uh, Nigeria put their money into Bitcoin. And you don't know how much of a difference something like this makes in those types of countries. Like people are poor and I'm not sure if you're in America. I live in America. And things are a lot better here than there. And yeah. You, it's like their chance to finally get out of poverty, you know, finally have a chance to live and move up in the world, you know, like we see all this money printing going on in America and we're talking about like, oh, look, they're screwing the dollar. They're doing this. Go look at the other countries, what their currency is to the dollar. It's already been screwed so much. Like people can't even find jobs, can't even go to school, can't do anything. They're just sitting at home. So, right. so thing, main thing for me is Bitcoin's freedom. It's finally the one chance to like stick it to the big guys who've been screwing <laughs> the world for hundreds and thousands of years, you know? Yeah. And that's incredible to be a part of, right? Um, and you mentioned that you think it is a living organism. Yeah, we see how much is adapting in front of our eyes, kind of, you know? Yeah, and it's, it's stronger. The difficulty is getting, uh, it's getting harder to mine. It's uh, getting, the supply is cutting every time in half, every four years about it. It's just phenomenal what it's doing. Yeah, and even to the individuals who use it, it changes how they act and how they think. And it's like changing the world, you know, and it's just this de decentralized network of people, you know, that's, you know, having a crazy impact on the world, which is like a crazy thing to think about. Yeah, it, it forces you to save your money. It forces you not to spend anything. Like, think about yeah. it. I've all, when you get that fee, you just want to spend it. Oh, I'll buy a watch. I'll buy this. When, you, when you're on a Bitcoin standard, you're, you're thinking twice. You don't want to spend. Like, for example, I have an older iPhone. Everyone laughs at me, like, oh, you have a 7 Plus. I don't want to spend $1,000 on it when I could stack sats, right? Right. That's the most logical thing in my brain. But others would say, get the phone. No, you should get a nicer phone, this, that. It, it forces you to save your money and think twice. I only think of the future when I think of Bitcoin. Maybe buy a house, maybe get a business, get this, you know, you don't want to spend it on anything that's not going to give you any value. Right. Yeah. Cause you know, instead of seeing your money like being devalued 15% a year, you know, you're seeing an increase like 200% yeah. a year. Right. That That's a cool thing that makes you forward thinking. And I think the more people we have, you know, thinking about the future and, you know, how to live their best life and give the best lives to those around them, like the better things turn out. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, well, like me and my brother were joking. He really wants to get a McLaren. So uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, man, don't even bother with the McLaren. Just wait until Bitcoin's 10 million. We know it's going to go there. And then you might as well. Like, we've made so much percent, 200 every year almost. And 
I'm still thinking for the future. No, it's going to go to a million. It's going to go higher than a million. Then spend it if you need to, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we both believe Bitcoin's a force for good in this world. Um, do you think, you know, we're fighting a war against, you know, maybe the people who control the monetary system and the education system? Or, or do you think we've gotten past the point where, you know, um, the United States government threatens Bitcoin because there's already so many billionaires and like invested. It's not like they, do, do you see, do you, do you have any worries about Bitcoin, you know, going into the future? That's my question. I think we're, we're in a full blown war and I, Bitcoin's our only chance. If it fails, okay, the world fails. You know, we're in the cycle. This is our only chance and we're winning right now. It's going in front of our eyes. We're winning. Like, it's cool that the billionaires are getting in, the big hedge funds are getting in, but we were here first, you know. We forced them to get into this. And when you get on this, so, uh, like, for me, I work in, like, a government in the school systems in my city. And uh, we waste a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) We waste a lot of money. So imagine if Bitcoin wins, it takes over, the government's going, we see Miami's getting in. I think it's inevitable, like Elon Musk said, everyone's going to have to get in. Right. And once they get in, we can look at every single penny they spend, you know, like a city will have to play by our rules, play it smart. Right. Like yeah. you can waste money. You can, Bitcoin is not wasted energy, you know? <laughs> Michael Saylor, right. he talking about like the energy, it's just, it doesn't lose any uh, of its uh, like power and this and that. It's the same one. And once the governments get in on it, it's like we won the war, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. And so do you believe Bitcoin evangelism is important? Like sharing uh bitcoin with your friends and family and then maybe you could you how much do you think that's important i think that's one of the most important things as people who are in bitcoin should do like for example i've told all my family my friends that people i care about just get the damn thing like it's the only <laughs> way we're gonna get saved i feel like literally this is a big short movie have you watched that movie yeah i did it's literally yeah. big short we know it's gonna collapse just get on it and save your money and i've been reading a lot of history while i got into bitcoin and the people who don't get screwed when it hyperinflates are people with assets people who have who had gold who had houses who had this it's our only chance and most people don't have anything they're just holding cash living paycheck to paycheck and one of the most beautiful things about bitcoin is seeing people have the highest amount of saved money they ever had in their life you know like that i feel more happy for others getting all-time high than myself and that's the beauty of Bitcoin. You actually think of others. You want them to get it. Right. Yeah. So how can we, like, effectively orange pill others and keep them away from shit coins and, you know, 
and instill best best practices because i i know for me you know after i learned about bitcoin you know i got into altcoins and i you know did some things that you know had i had i had someone into bitcoin before me like help me realize that you know i was going to get wrecked that would have saved me a lot of sets right like i don't know what's your approach Honestly, I think the best thing is for them to get their own experience. I've had so many people ask me about alts and I always tell them just buy Bitcoin. It's the easiest way to make money, this, that. But they always go for the alts. They see something like Dogecoin. They see something like Litecoin. And personally, I got into alts too. I'm not perfect. Yeah. I got into Litecoin. I thought Litecoin was the silver to Bitcoin's gold, bro. It's a... is capped to 82 million this and that boy was i an idiot you know but i learned through getting in on it you know going through the experience of arts and i think honestly that's the only way that anybody will learn you tell them a hundred times they won't listen yeah like i have friends who never do anything in the stock exchange the other day they hit me up and said hey what do you think about dodgecoin come on (laughs) yeah don't get it no they're saying that this influencer is talking about it i've seen it on tiktok i've seen it they're only going to learn once they go through the experience i think that's the only way you actually get through no one's going to listen to us yeah Hmm. like everyone's so smart i noticed You, you tell them about bitcoin you tell them all this fascinating stuff and they always have a special answer to give you you know and when it comes to alts, they think there will be another Bitcoin. Oh, Ethereum's doing this. Uh, Cardano's doing this. Like, come on, the the market already placed the winner, you know? Just go on the winner. Right. Human psyche, I guess, you know? Yeah, that's some good advice. Um, so, um, Hmm. This is a tough thing for me to talk about um, publicly, but um, I I fell down the rabbit hole in 2019, and I was a really young dude back then, like still in high school. It's not like I had tons of money to invest, so you know I I put in what I'd save from my years of work, and you know kept working, you know, stat sats. And then in 2020, right, I have a humble stack and it grows a bit and I keep stacking. And it's gotten to the point where I always know running a node is important. Um, But it's always, I've always looked at it and said, do I want to sell $400 of Satoshis for this node? And I, I still haven't hopped on that train. I know I need to run the full node um do you run one and can you give me any any advice are they important you know what's funny i'm exactly in the same boat as you i've done all the research about full node but then when i look at the price oh you have to get this raspberry pi you have to get you have this ethernet cord then i say screw i don't need it but i think we all should run a full node you know (laughs) buying it because it's what I've heard from others is like a voting system. We're voting for the 21 million. We're looking, we're verifying all the blockchains. Like it's very important. Like I downloaded it on my PC. It was super slow. And 
honestly, I didn't even know how to use it. So I ended up just deleting it. Yeah. But I've been doing a lot of research on it. I think it's called Umbrel or something. I saw a lot of plebs talk about it. But I Umbrel? Think, yes, I think that's what it's the name. Yeah. And I've o I always look at it and then I click to download it and then it tells you recommended buy this, buy this, buy this. And then you say, oh, I don't need it. <laughs> like some other club will run it. But right. I think we all should run it. I, I don't know too much about nodes, but yeah, we should run it. Yeah. After this conversation, we both should just bite the bullet and run. I agree. Yeah. That's the lesson of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the lesson. I'm on the same page. I know they're important, but man, it's painful. You know, when you have, like, I don't have any more fiat than I need for rent and groceries every month, you know, and laundry. And it's like, you know, I, I got to pull the trigger. Yeah, same here. But you're a young guy. You got through it. You understood Bitcoin fast. I wish I knew. Yeah. I always joke to everyone and said, if I knew what I knew now, I would work at Whole Foods and just stack sat for the rest of my life <laughs> until finally the market catches up with me. Yeah. Well, so you've graduated college and... um kind of been through further in life than me so right now i'm taking time off school to stat sats you know while there's like zoom university um do you do you you think it's important i i stay in school you know get a education you know at the expense of you know what college costs I go to a fairly cheap school, so it's not like I'm not getting into debt, but obviously there's an opportunity cost here. Do you think there's any advice you could give me? You know, this is something I always think about, and I hope your mom and dad aren't listening to this. (laughs) They'll blame Wizard Oz, you know? Yeah. I I think even you know the answer. It's, It's bullshit, you know? Did you really learn anything in your college beyond? (laughs) <laughs> no no like i, I have studied yeah go on. no i just was going to stay out I, I was studying economics you know while studying austrian economics for the bitcoin stuff on my free time it's like wow everything i'm learning paying to learn is kind of bs but like i feel like you need that to get an interview or you know to like to have people even evaluate you in this world But is that just a false belief? That's a sucky thing. And I don't think that's a belief because I'll bring it up again. I'm a, I'm a South Asian guy. And in our community, if you don't have a degree or nothing, it's going to be very hard to get married. People look down on you. People always talk stuff about you. So in a sense, you kind of need the degree just to make others happy and fit into society. But on the other hand, you don't really need a degree. Like respect, people think respect is all you have the cool career, you have out your doctor, your lawyer. Respect is money. If you have money, people will respect you. But it's it's such a hard thing to say. It's a total waste of money. <laughs> you still kind of need it. You know, no one's even going to take you for an interview. That's a sad thing, what I noticed. Like right. all glad to say screw college, screw this. But what else are we gonna do, right? Yeah. 
What yeah, happened? I guess. Yeah, maybe we just need a couple more years until the Bitcoin standard, um, you know, hits and they change the education system. But yeah, we'll I, see. I would say just stick to it. It's cheap. Do yeah. the minimum. <laughs> if you get degrees, get degrees, just pass the classes. And after that, that that's another thing. Dude. No one cares about their grades. No one's ever asked me about grades in any interview. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like even if I lied on my resume, they wouldn't ever check it. I don't know if they do, but it's a hard question. But if you're a South Asian guy like me, you want to get you want to get married to a nice girl and everything, then you kind of need it. Like even right. your friend now, uh, I always say it to her, if I didn't have a college degree, you probably wouldn't be with me, right? Oh, no, I wouldn't. Even if I'm, right. even if I'm a big Bitcoiner, you know, I'm Wizard Oz, she wouldn't. That's the sad reality yeah. of the world. Yeah, let's, let's hope the Bitcoin standard changes this. Bitcoin fits this. this. Yeah, um, but you're in great shape, you know. You'll be able to pay your loans off easily. I still got student loans, you know, and I'm on a Bitcoin yeah. standard. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough. It is tough. Um, yeah, and then there's one more thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, now that this podcast has been out a while and I've had a significant amount of people listen, um, it's 98% male and basically 80% between the ages of 28 to 34. Why do you think this is such a, why do you think the demographics are so like skewed towards men or, you know, and like, I'm trying to think like, this is so crazy. 98 people, 98% of my audience is men. It's like, why, why is this not more, um, why isn't it more equal dis, distribution? You would think there would be at least a few more females, you know, on Bitcoin Twitter. <laughs> I, I don't think females really care about, you know, like finance and Bitcoin and stocks and things like that. It's, it's mainly like a guy thing, especially with Bitcoin. Most people get into Bitcoin after, like you said, 28, 34. I'm actually 28 and I just found it. And I feel like your life experience usually leads you there. Like you're at a job, you're not happy, you're living paycheck to paycheck, you need another way out. And then you, you enter the Robin Hood, you know, and right. just try to figure it out. And I don't think many girls care about that type of stuff, you know, like my girlfriend, she she doesn't care anything about Bitcoin. All I do is talk about it, and she thinks I'm thinks I'm a dummy. You know, like I'm wasting. <laughs> Even though she agrees with everything I say, she does not care. And I think a lot of women do not care about finance, about making money, and things like that. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I think I'm gonna reach out to, um like some female Bitcoin influencer and see, see if I can ask her about those questions. Cause it, it is strange to me. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for your time. I've had a blast, but we got through everything, you know, I had planned out for the conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was a great time. Yeah.
it was a great first podcast for me. Hopefully I can come on another time. Oh yeah, I would love that. And especially your thoughts about Bitcoin and freedom. Like that that just like rings in my head. Like this is our this is our one chance. You know, we're gonna win this war, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's a one chance. Like the last couple of days I've been thinking of quitting my job because you just you literally realize you're a slave in the system. No one cares about you. You're just there to help make money. And yeah, is when you have time, when you can do anything you want in your life. And Bitcoin is the only way to get that freedom in this modern age, in my opinion. Dang. Do you have any plans for the future about, you know, maybe projects or, um, or Bitcoin stuff that you might be working on or thinking about? Like I said, I'm just, <laughs> I'm a normal pleb. I'm not very tech savvy. I just like Bitcoin. I just like holding Bitcoin. Uh, oh, yeah. I actually tried applying to some of those jobs for, that Pomp's been posting. So hopefully I can work in one of these companies and learn more. Uh, oh, yeah. Not, not really. No. <laughs> okay, sweet. Um, sounds good. Any, any last words to the plebs listening? just keep stacking we're right about this thing the market just has to catch up to us that's it <laughs> okay we are right we are right man i had a blast thanks for your time thank you so much all right